the beats, the flow, the rhythm. All movements start from the streets. Streets saying our podcast. Guests here today. Yeah, we do. Man, we just gonna get on to Johnny because we gonna leave him alone. <laughs> we can go there, man. We gotta I mean, leave him alone. I, mean, we, I thought we was here for music. We, but I are. Thought we was here to interview my man Elliot. Man, man just, see what he got going. Yeah, I know we gonna build the conversation in, man. But I just wanna, you know, I don't, I don't, oh, you know, yeah, man. We, I, we do the organic flow. Yeah, you know, something just being the news. I be at work doing nothing sometimes. Like, dang, man, <laughs> I just come across my desk today. <laughs> and push a drop, man. It ain't dry outside. It's, mm-mm, mm-mm. it's not dry outside. No. <laughs> it's almost no. dry, but it ain't dry yet. But yeah, man, we got a special guest, man, here with us at the Street Sand, our podcast, man. Uh, I've been knowing this man for a few years now. Mm. This man is, has worked with me, seen me, and kind of taken me under his wing mm. to give not only guidance, but opportunity. And that second part is extremely rare. A lot of people got a lot of words, but a lot of people don't have a lot of action. Mm. Um, got my guy DJ Ness, Elliot in the house. Hey, Thank give me sir. some claps, man. Hey. <laughs> man. Shout out to DJ Ness. You got the super official with this, man. I, I've been watching this on uh, YouTube. My lady was getting at me. She's like, why don't you stream it? Because I, like, I like to see you guys and all this so I can see myself now. Yay. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, yeah, super official. Love the claps, man. And thank you very much for having me. I appreciate this. I've been jocking you guys for a hot minute uh and actually i've been jocking you since you told me this is going to be happening you know e man you said uh we were just sitting right after uh, the green room actually mm-hmm. on 16th outside it was like three o'clock in the morning chopping it up mm-hmm. uh it had to be summer because uh, we wouldn't be out there that late outside like that but uh i think it was the fall time actually was it like after the halloween deal or before that i think it was before it was it might have been before the halloween a few before the halloween. okay all right well so we chopped it up yep yeah we chopped it up and uh and you were telling me about, you know, your ambitions of what's going to be happening uh, coming out of this whole, you know, pandemic aspect of things or wherever we were at that time frame. And sure enough, you your execution was flawless and still is at this point. And you got a great team in front of you and uh, you have a great future. You know what I'm saying? That you're building, you know, way out there. You know, so I'm, I'm loving this. This is dope. Dope right here. Man, everybody it. clock in. Appreciate it, man. But yeah, man, Elliot, man, you got to let the people know, man. I appreciate my flowers, <laughs> my concrete rose, you know, yeah. but... Um, let the folks know exactly, you know, who you are, what you're doing out here, because you do a few things. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So where, where do we even get started? Uh, so my government name, he keeps on calling me, is Elliot, uh, and I go by DJ Ness. It used to be L Ness when I first came out, and I'll kind of go back on the story on that uh, a little bit later on. But, you know, you know me as a DJ. I'm, I'm a DJ. DJ first. Always been a DJ from, you know, yay high to from a potato fry. Uh, and then from everything else that pivoted and that uh, kind of grew from that point. So you start out as a DJ really young uh, out of high school, even a little further back than that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Mr. Soul was on here. So I really related to a lot of things that he, he was saying. But uh, for me, it was making pause tapes, uh, doing that whole deal where you just get the you know song and stop it at a specific point and then try to get another song in there. And those came into the mixtape aspect of things and then evolved into, you know, getting my turntables. Uh, which sometimes I kind of regret. I kind of regret that, you know, because when I got those, it was when I got out of high school, mm-hmm. and that whole deal was like, you want a car, or what else do you want? You know, if you don't get a car, what else do you want to get? You know, like, can I get some turntables? <laughs> you know, so that was my deal, and I didn't really know the the right turntables to get, so I got some Gemini's, 
<laughs> they were cool, you know. They were the band belt, dri- the belt driven ones, and then I had an MTX mixer uh, from that point, and I, I rocked them to the best of my ability. Uh, took them out of the house maybe a couple times, uh, and then you know got a job, so I was able to kind of get one Technique turntable. I sold the whole Gemini and the mixer for like six hundred bucks, man, to get me one Technique turntable. Right. And then maybe a couple of years later, I got the second one. I got the the Bastax mixer, the O5 Pro blah 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 so you fast forward you know from me working on that and trying to learn how to do all these crazy techniques uh scratching started on turntablism uh that's where i was at first and foremost used to watch a lot of dmc uh videos because we don't uh, i'm gonna date myself when i say this you got no youtube nothing like that man so i had to go down to the antiquarium uh, down there in the old market or homers and look for vhs tapes of like dmc mm. uh you know battles man you know a track short uh, right. uh excuse me uh, uh <laughs> shortcut there we go shortcut you know what i'm saying invisible scratch pickles i'll say up the whole cruise name invisible scratch pickles uh you know uh executioners for sure mm-hmm. you know fifth platoon uh you know uh shoot there's some other ones in there too um anyway that's how i learned how to start to DJ, but I wasn't really a DJ because I was just scratching, right? Right. You kind of heard some of this from some other folks too. So you had to figure out how to get the mixing in there. That was more harder than anything else for me, mm. you know, because we don't have the gear that we have now. So it was all about, you know, learning how to count your tempos mm-hmm. and selecting the right records and making sure that needle dropped on the right part of the groove. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, fast forwarding to, you know, doing a lot of things, you know, figuring out how to do that, carrying around all these crates, Watching all the all the great you know uh, DJs regionally here uh, in the Omaha you know metro area. Obviously, like talking about Mr. Soul, you know he's been on the show as well. Big up to Mr. Soul, mm-hmm. uh, you know DJ Rip, uh, Busy B, <clears throat> uh, Stu, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm missing a couple of others. I know that, but I'm only saying those guys because those are the four that I, I really kind of saw and watched a lot. But there's a whole big other crew in there, you know Big Al as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came with the the craziness right there. Um, but watching those guys going to the club. Which you only have one club now, and this is the you know the max. It's the only club we officially have here in Omaha. Everything is a bar, a lounge, right. or a venue. You know, we need to talk about that a little bit later. Um, but working that whole you know circuit for a little bit, not as not as a DJ, just going as a consumer. You know what I'm saying? Just going as somebody who loved and, and was a fan of the whole vibe and the style. Moving from that part, uh, figuring out how can I get down? How can I be in those those crews and clicks? Uh, what's going to happen? Never did happen, you know. <laughs> but funny, the funny thing about that is just being around there, you know, you kind of manifest things, right? So I worked at Homer's for a while, and uh, a homegirl that worked there, she went to Creighton, and she got on the radio station. Uh, she was at Journal Broadcast, and that's what had Channel 94 One back in the day, right? Still does, or somebody else has it, I don't know. But she said, hey, you should try out for the show on Saturday night. There's somebody who's doing it to some college kid. Mm-hmm. They don't really have to do anything. Just press buttons and play the songs and talk. And I knew what she was talking about. It was a mix show on a Saturday night, uh, pre-recorded mixes, but it, it was cool. And I heard the person who was doing the air personality, the personality on the air. I was like, yeah, I can do that. I can, <laughs> you know, it seems simple. So I go in and do the interview. Um, I bombed it. I felt I bombed it, you know. When they asked me what my name was, like as far as my personality name was for on-air personality, I was like, 
well, <laughs> I think about what I used to call myself. I used to call myself like Jazzy Joint, you know, just some crazy, <laughs> some crazy names like back in high school, like Jazzy Joint, you know, Noodles, all this crazy stuff. We were really big into Wu-Tang. So like you know, all these just crazy names and then like uh, nothing really stuck. But back when I was in California, because that's where I was originally born, so, uh, San Jose, California, I used to see my, my grandmother in, uh, in the summertime and she lived in Lompoc. So I used to go to Boys and Girls Club. This guy on the bus, he's always say, hey, there he is. There's Elliot Ness, you know. I'm, I'm elementary school. I don't know who Elliot Ness is. I'm like, uh. and then I kind of thought, like, oh, maybe it means like, you know, you know, Elliot from Pete's Dragon. I didn't know the Disney movie, something in Pete's Dragon. Yeah, right. So, nah, I actually ended up seeing the, the movie uh, Elliot Ness, uh, the whole, you know, detective out of Chicago who brought down Al Capone, mm. that whole deal. Uh, go, go watch that movie, Untouchables. So, the Untouchables is where that came from. He called me that, and I didn't get it, but that's what I was called, you know, when every time I went to Lompoc. And so, you know, coming back from that, my mind clicked. I'm like, I'm, I'm L. Ness. That's who I am. I'm, I'm Elliot Ness. I'm L. Ness. So I shortened that because there's another DJ at the time frame out of the UK who had the name Elliot Ness. And that's how I knew that name per se mm -hmm. now. But uh, yeah, so I just took that name, ran with it. L. Ness on the radio for a while for the uh, Saturday mix show. Hot Mix Saturday night, I think is what it was. Yeah. And then from that point, uh, I'll kind of fast forward because this makes me look really old. So, <laughs> so from that point, man, everything just kind of went, you know, upwards or excuse me, flattened out and then went up for, from that point. So then from there, uh, you know, did radio for probably a couple of years, uh, lost track of time, decided that I didn't want to play anybody's music anymore. I wanted to create other folks' music. And I wasn't a rapper, I wasn't a singer, uh, but I did know how to, you know, rock some turntables, you know. And a lot of that came from just that time frame in between there. Again, I'm not going to talk about all the lessons I learned and all the things that you know I did because you kind of get the gist of it we'll talk about that later maybe mm. later later on well actually pause I'll tell you how you can plug into that conversation at the end of this conversation gotcha. all right so with that being said uh life passes on I go down to Arizona go to the uh, conservatory of uh, recording arts and science um down in 2006 and then hop out of that in 2008 in the meantime I intern down at Can-Am studio uh, in uh, LA, so LA, Can-Am Studio, that's where Death Row was. Uh, so that I chose that for a reason because of you know the lineage and the production out of there, Dr. Dre and everything of that nature. Mm -hmm. And I was lucky enough, excuse me, I was lucky enough when I got there that um, uh, actually Dr. Dre had the whole studio rented out for the month because he was doing a project with a up and coming artist named Bishop Lamont. Mm -hmm. So he was in the studio at the time frame and I got to see a whole slew of just people that I, I came up with, you know, Buster Rhymes, Exhibit, this is back in the Pimp, Pimp My Ride Out days, so Exhibit, uh, uh, shoot, um, the whole like DJ crew, DJ Redmatic there was there. Um, oh, snap. Jay Dilla had just passed away. Mm -hmm. So he had just passed away, so his brother used to always come through there at that time frame. So I got to chop up with um, Illa J. Illa J. Illa J. Yeah, Illa J. Got to chop up with him. Uh, Fonsworth Bent Bentley, you know, like he was doing his album, which never really got released, you know, yeah. so he came through as well. It's a lot of really great people. Uh, Guns N' Roses actually came through there, but that studio was locked down during their time frame, so I was only on the outside. Mm. So the only time that I was there was when uh, Dre and his camp was there, and I would just be the runner for them the whole time frame and doing a couple little small engineering things, but I wasn't on like that. So by the time, you know, I was about to get on, mm. everything shut down because that's 08, right? Mm. So move me out. I'm out of money. I'm broke. Cause I'm an intern, so I'm not getting paid. So then we fast forward to, you know, pretty much, you know, we'll jump over some other stuff, 2010 aspect of things. So I get back to town and, you know, I'm like, wow, well, well, there we go, man. There's my dream. I'm not doing any engineering, not any type of production work. 
uh, picked back up my turntables, which I never really left. They were always there with me the whole time frame. And then just kind of started doing some things out here on the scene. So I started doing some weddings off and on, uh, hopped into the financial business. And so became an uh, insurance agent uh, later on down the road, had my ups and downs with that. Uh, but it always stuck with me and I learned a lot. And that kind of plays into this part of my life now as well. So um, during the time frame that I'm working out here doing these gigs, uh, I'm just building relationships, period. Mm. Every time I'm doing something, I'm just smiling and waving, you know, doing the vibes. Uh, this is Nebraska. Hope you're seeing this outside the state. But if you're in the state and you're in these spots, these bars, these venues, and maybe that one club, uh, you know, the vibes here are very open format. Mm. And so... You know what you like, and I've heard you talk about that. And this is Street A&R, so I mean, you're always about breaking new things and, and bringing, uh, you know, content and, uh, you know, artistry together that maybe would not blend or maybe doesn't know about each other and really molding that whole conversation. That's what you guys mm -hmm. do here from the podcast standpoint. And so <laughs> I love that about you guys. I wish everybody else gets that whole mindset. It's really hard to break that at certain points in certain places because they want to hear what they want to hear. Right. right. They come there and, oh, Awesome. You got that Dr. Dre? You know, I want to hear that next episode. All right, this is 2022. I got you. But if it was that vibe, I'm all about that. But right now I'm trying to break this new, you know, Janelle Monet. I'm trying to break, you know, I'm just saying names that you still know. But, yeah. you know, uh, and actually we should go ahead and rewind to the the last actual uh, podcast you guys had where you guys were breaking new Neil Soul names too. I love that. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can't really do that as much in these venues because they're just there to, you know, pick up their Tinder date. <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying, yeah. grinder date, whatever your, your whole flow is. So you have to figure out, you know, what the vibe is. So being an open format DJ and curating to that is what I, I play my ear to the best. And that goes into weddings, that goes into uh, other type of events that we do. But when I get that, that's my whole, you know, two for them. And I'm looking for that one for me. Mm -hmm. So then at this point right now, we're at that one for me stage. Yeah. All right. So. It's, it's hot, it'd be hot up here too, y'all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wrote the wrong thing up here. Yeah, All right. Listen, I usually be in this. <laughs> I know, right? We up here losing some weight today. All right, shoot. I didn't learn my lesson. <laughs> I had to text the lady. We're like, yo, turn the, turn the, turn the air on real quick. Turn, yeah, turn the thermostat. Turn it down to seventy on the cool. There you go. But yeah, man. It's 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 crazy when you talk about, and we've talked about this plenty. Um, how my style. Um, it's like why I want to, people ask me, I'll be like, yeah, I'm getting out of the weddings. Like, why? And I'd be like, and straight up, they're not fun for me. Right. <clears throat> they be like, but you can make money. I know. I said they're not fun for me. I love and, that. And I don't, I didn't get into DJing just to do that. So I didn't, I wanted to be more of an artist as opposed to um, just a DJ. You get what I'm saying? I didn't want to be, I'm like, like Kate Trinata. Kate Trinata is a producer, right? Yes. But Kate Trinata is a known name as an artist. So it's, yeah, his name is on almost everything that he produces. It's featuring Kate Renata. Right. Or this is, a, this is a full project produced by Kate Renata. You know, that he has one coming out with IDK. And it's like, I take that standpoint from the artist and how do I brand myself as an artist? And as DJs, one of the old ways was always having your own flair, your own style, or your own sound. And I wanted to kind of continue that part of the legacy. And I'm like, well, this is, what I feel is missing out here. This is what I like and this is what's missing. Let me just do it. I know I'm not going to draw big numbers at the beginning, but it's always bigger than the, just the places that I'm at. I have a bigger, you know, it's a bigger mission, a bigger call for me with this type of thing. And I've seen this bubble with certain groups. You know what I'm saying? I've seen it across the nation. So certain people are getting their thing off. You know, shout out to people like Soul Action. 
Mm. They whole little group, but they going on tour doing right. similar type of things. But it's so, but it's like you said, these venues, man, is and for those who don't understand open format, which is basic, basically open format is like playing at a radio station. You're playing if you have a radio station that does top 100, so you gonna have all styles of music. That kind of you have to figure out way how to blend. It doesn't always make sense or create a certain vibe, but you just got to make sure that it's playing the music that people kind of want to hear, quote unquote, and mm-hmm. what they know. And that's typically what happens in open format. You know what I'm saying? And it's not a bad thing because I done seen some DJs rock some open. You do a great job in open format, bro. Thank you. I appreciate it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not many people that can do that, especially live not on the station yeah and i've seen a couple i've seen one on tour that we're like yo this dude can bit and it's just he getting in and he was a tour manager he packed up and got back to managing I after heard, he opened the concert i heard that one i heard that one yeah, yeah. i mean but that's correct yeah i mean so open format i mean it could have a, a negative condensate or conda you know a stigma to it, excuse me but you know you have to bring out the um the the skill in 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 that word and i think a track even said it better than i can even articulate that but it's all about reading the crowd, knowing where you're at, and, and knowing the timing of when you should play a certain type of record. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that it's a notable record and it's, you know, gone platinum or diamond, that's whatever. It's just how you drop it in there. And that whole two for you, one for, you know, me type of deal plays out a lot in my life and how I see how to how to manipulate the records, you know. So, I mean, you can definitely get, you know, anything that's unheard of in there if you finesse it the best, if you, if you, if you finesse it the best way you can in that scenario. So mm-hmm. mixing is a big part of that. You know, I, I go up a tempos or BPMs, how you like to say that, you know, I don't do too much of key, you know, notations because that's more of a house style. Yeah. Uh, but BPMs is all about, you know, just how I, I get in. And then I'm really quick to on my EQs, you know, cut my highs and my mids and make it, make the, the music not as um, busy and make it make sense when it comes out. So you just ride that beat up, you know, into the next and then, you know, do a trick, do a echo fade out because the equipment now, it just, it can do a lot for us and Mm -hmm. we don't have to work as much. And that can be, you know, it it can hurt some people because it makes you feel that you didn't learn the craft from the jump street, hauling the records, Mm -hmm. making the pause tapes, you know, Uh, and I'll back that up too. This is, (laughs) this is expensive as, you know. <laughs> career defined yourself in. it is you, if anything else is out there for you try that first right no <laughs> i mean if you really want to be a dj and you really want to be out here doing this that's great i love you to death for doing that but just figure out you know what's gonna work the best for you budget wise because mm-hmm. you know as much as i want to have you know the turntables and, and the mixer all day if i came into this world at this point a controller quick 400 500 control is gonna have to do you mm-hmm. you have to be off to the races you know and then figure out what you can do with that because right now you know, even though you have the controller, you have to still buy the speakers if you're being mobile. And a lot of places out here need you to be mobile, especially mm-hmm. if you're doing a wedding. But if you're in a bar or venue, uh, it's mostly mobile, too. There's a couple of spots in here that have themselves set up. Shout out to the DJ Shifty. Um, we got a couple of space, a uh, couple of places set up with, you know, just speakers already in-house some good QSCs where it's plug and play. You know, they already have the mixer. We go behind the, the bar, plug in, and then we're off to the races. Mm-hmm. And I like that about it. It makes it really easy and convenient for us, you know? Mm-hmm. We don't have to haul uh, speakers uh, and decks around. But for the places that don't have it, you have to buy those. And a good set of QSCs run you seven to 800 just for that one 12-inch top, mm-hmm. you know? And if you're, you know, in your teens or you're in 20s and you think it's something hot, so you got to take a loan out, you know what I'm saying? You got to be gigging already. Mm-hmm. So it's just a bunch of things that happen in that in that whole uh, notation. But, um, yeah, that's... Yeah, man. This ain't the... Uh... 
this ain't the space to get in and think you're just gonna hit it big. Oh my goodness, it's not. And 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 because um, even if you do, a lot of times I tell people your work and your talent will separate you, either on the trajectory up or on the trajectory down. Because <laughs> a lot of anybody can pick up something and play music. Um, and I think there are more people doing that now because people have lost the taste of DJing, the ear for DJing until yeah. they hear a DJ. Mm. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, that was, oh. And they're like, oh, okay, it's yeah. mixed in correctly. It's You're not hearing train wrecks. Um, you know how to use your, uh, your EQs. You know how to use your effects. But um, a lot of people think you just pop in and, just play some records. Right now, you just hit the gunshots and the air horn. Uh, anytime I hear that, I know you can't mix. Sorry, bruh. I'm not sorry. Y'all suck, bro. But uh, you can't, you can't mix. I and the, you, you want to get on them like that, and I understand it. And they they have some type of other skill set that might be social media driven, and I get that. Love it to death because that's where I, I'm lacking. Let's link up and let's kind of you know uh uh collab on that but the point being is that yes you have to at least know your craft and you can't just come in there dropping a song and then you know using a effect for a transition every time air horns are whack only time i like to hear air horns if i'm like in the caribbean i don't want to hear that stuff you know i don't want to hear that stuff that's where that's at that's where that formulates from is you know dubstep and, and you know the roots jamaican uh, sound that's where i've always associated air horns with when mm -hmm. i hear it now just on some you know house high tempo track or anything else i'm like Ugh. It's a, it's a turn off. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there's time frames to drop that. I agree. I rather had. I rather hear a funk flex bomb on something than an air horn. To be quite honest, right? Uh, and then your name drop. And the homie probably knows what I'm talking about. When I say your name drop. Use that sparingly. You know what I'm saying? I you can do a shout out on the mic about you about yourself or whatever, but don't be like DJ blah blah DJ blah blah DJ DJ. I'm like, oh, back up on that. All right. Play the song. I know who you are. You know what I'm saying? I know who you are. DJ Dada. DJ Dada. DJ Dada. I'm like, oh, man. Still on the same song. Click, 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 click. Ain't no way. And then you wonder why what happens in the spot happens in the spot because you're playing all that click, click. And you know, all right. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> but man, yeah, off the, we gonna get off the DJ talk. Yeah, that's gonna have to, we gonna have to have a special DJ day. And, yeah, I'm rambling hard on and this. And get team. everybody, uh, get everybody on. But um, something else that you do, and we'll get back to like we talk about venues and how we can maneuver these spaces. But I want to talk about um, kind of what else you do because I know everything started from DJing, and with that came things like management mm. and, and building your company mm. and um, what. What is it? Who like? What are you doing on far as the management side, and uh, what are you looking to do on far as management? Thank you. All right, so this is good stuff. So I don't have to ramble as much on the DJ because I can go. <laughs> I'm not even. I don't even feel like I've said anything for the DJ stuff. I think you already know what that is. So with the management side, though, let's talk about that, Nebraska, and every place in between. And uh, please, you know, fact check me on you know the best way to do this because, to my knowledge, there's never a really best you know practice. It's just kind of figure out that lane. And that's going to be built off of who you're working with, first and foremost. Uh, manager is not a manager unless you have somebody that you trust and believe in, their talent and their skill level. Uh, and that goes back and forth. So that's a reciprocity that they give to you as well. They trust you uh, with information that they wouldn't tell anybody else. They trust you with, you know, help guiding, you know, their career to a certain level. And then, you know, from there, you can kind of renegotiate and see if it's going to be a better deal to go further with you or maybe not. So what I do is uh, BLK, uh, it's an acronym for Beats Life Knowledge. Um, I'll be quite honest, I got that because I saw somebody else had a BLK and I thought that was cool. It wasn't actually that acronym, but uh, I'll be quite honest, it was uh, the new black. 
Mm. Uh, I saw them back in what, 2013. I thought that was so dope. Like, oh, New Black, that's dope. I like that. <laughs> and then, you know, you can't bite like that. Uh, but it's like, all right, well, I got to figure out what I'm going to do, you know. Uh, and this wasn't even about management at the time frame, which is about I didn't want to be L Ness or DJ Ness. I wanted to be underneath uh, a business. Apparently. Yeah, I wanted to be represented by somebody, but by nobody that mm -hmm. could control me in that nature. So obviously, be an entrepreneur, open your own business. So be okay, uh, beats life knowledge. And I got the ideals, just writing it down on paper, and it kind of came to me. And then I went to one of my one of my favorite uh, Tribe Called Quest albums, uh, Beats Rhymes, Beats Rhymes Life. I don't know if I'm saying the same way, but you get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. uh, so Beats Life Rhymes, I think, is the way it goes. Somebody correct me on that as well. I say it's my favorite. I don't even know what it is. But uh, I got it from that, kind of. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's rock with this. And nothing ever sounds good when you first say it to yourself, but it all comes out in the rinse. So that's what we stuck with. Uh, so it's Beats Life Knowledge LLC. Um, I started to look at managing as a pivot. Mm. We all have to have those pivots in life. Um, you have to figure out where something's going to begin and where it's going to end. And then actually think about the end in mind, keep the end in mind always. Mm -hmm. So am I going to be a DJ, you know, into my fifties, into my sixties? I have one DJ here uh, who would say, you know, he's going to DJ till the wheels fall off. And he's actually still DJing and the wheels are still on. So props <laughs> to him. I'm not going to shout him out. Uh, but he did say that. So I thought that was funny. Uh, but I, I don't see that for myself. I really don't. So I'm really maximizing my time and my talent and my value add uh, to this community uh, when it comes to music. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'm using my DJing right now to open up doors and kind of keep on walking through doors that I have already opened up. And with the management aspect of things, you know, I found an artist that uh, reached out to me. Shoot, where are we at? We're 2022. I keep on forgetting the 2020 and 2019 are a blur. So it would have to be, uh, I want to say maybe 2016. Uh, reached out to me on Facebook and said, hey, listen to my music. You know, uh, at the time frame, I was with Make Believe uh, Studios. Uh, we had Make Believe Records. Uh, it was me, Keith Roger, uh, Rick Carson, uh, and a motley crew of others, you know, Connie Franco. Shouts out to him and Mean Street out there, uh, Haunted Gauntlet. They got some pretty dope, pretty dope eclectic music that they're kicking out. Uh, I used to work with Connie on uh, the La Maga album. Check mm -hmm. that out uh, if you haven't already streamed that. It's out there on uh, all the platforms still, I believe. Um, but that's where I got attracted to Make Believe. And a little bit before that as well, I was managing uh, unofficially a young lady named Catherine Coffey. Uh, if you heard her, you think she has a, the voice of an angel. Uh, but you wouldn't think that I was behind that, you know, as far as just, you know, helping her out from the intro stages of her life. So that was early, probably 2013-ish, going backwards. Mm. So I always had a knack for just kind of seeing somebody who's talented and wanting to do something about that and help them see that in themselves. Because when you look at what you do as a skill and you know that you have something that can go further than just your bedroom, or just that, you know, uh, oh, she kicked the air on. I love that. <laughs> or just the, uh, you know, regular, regular projection of a, a uh, improv stage. You can go further than that. That's great. Mm -hmm. But who's going to help you take the next step business-wise, you know, if that's what you want to do? If that's what you want to do, how do you learn about that? Well, of course, you can go to school and school yourself about that and uh, get yourself around those people who are like-minded. Fortunately and unfortunately, you know, you can throw a stone and probably hit somebody like that in a certain area here in the metro. If you go further outside that point there'll be a lot of people who look just like you but maybe not want to work with you because you know you're not you're not there you know i like what you're doing but nah you yeah i you need a little bit more underneath you then come back and see me 
So you have to find somebody who's involved with you from a ground level, you know. So definitely that ground level buildup is important. So just like your name title, you know, Streets A&R, you know, Artists and Repertoire, you know, that's where that management style starts from first. You know, seeking somebody out, seeing the talent in them, and then nursing that to a certain level, you know. Uh, and obviously that level, you want it to be great. You want everything they do to be great. And you, you believe in them and anything that they um, – can achieve can be done with the proper guidance right so that's kind of the <clears throat> excuse me the basis of my thought process behind getting into the management aspect of things so coming back to that story i, I stated earlier uh, my mind doesn't keep on going all over the place uh coming back to the story i said earlier so the gentleman who reached out to me uh you know was yada man he reached out to me told me to listen to his music and i didn't i didn't listen to his music i'm like all right <laughs> you know so i sidestepped it and i tell him this today i sidestepped it. i didn't listen to it uh, but then I came back to it, uh, and I did listen to his music. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Uh, and then for some reason, I went on YouTube, and then I looked up uh, something different from what he gave me. You know, I looked up a different song or something like that. And then I saw a video, and I tell him to this day as well. You know, I saw the video. It was a black and white video. Um, I forget the song's title. Uh, I might have to get it to you later. But uh, it was a, just a freestyle he did, and it was over a McGruff beat. And so you, do you remember the McGruff beat? Uh, and it, it actually, that was a freestyle of another beat, but it had like a, an Asian, it's like almost an Asian sitar, mm. like, dong, 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 dong. Oh yeah, I think I know. You know, and then it comes in with like just the rim shots. Mm-hmm. So he, he freestyled over that beat, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. First of all, I like that beat. I like that song, you know, when McGruff did it and somebody else did it before him too. So excuse me as you read, it's like, oh, it's not really McGruff. It was somebody else, but I know. I just forget his name. Uh, it's like tried by two, carried by six. Anyway, all right. so he floated with that song, and I was like, "Oh, all right," because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hip hop head to the core, uh, and that beat right there got me. I'm like, "Okay, if you did that, and I, I'll go back to the other music now," because that was versatile. All right, so you you can do a lot more than just what I heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his video spoke. He was very, um, uh, you know, what's the word? Very photogenic. You know, he looked well on, on camera. He did all this crazy stuff. That I'm like, okay, this is, this is really, and he kind of had this like little kind of skater look to him, you know, as far as how he was personifying himself at the time frame. He was like in a skate park in this one video, had the uh, the bucket hat on and just like the shorts and just kind of mismatched kind of clothes almost, but it's still looking fly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I see this now. I see he's totally different look than what I, I heard off of that one, you know, song he sent me. So uh, again, we, we connected. Uh, he was uh, living on the on the East Coast at the time frame and he ended up moving here. Uh, again, fast forwarding, I think it was like around, Three years ago, let's call it three years ago, um, and we ended up connecting when I was still with the Make Believe Studios, to make uh, Make Believe Records, and then uh, left them, and we still kind of connected the whole time frame and worked on things kind of off and on mm-hmm. as I was DJing and as he's doing his thing. But you know, I always just watched him grow, just watched him grow. So unofficially, you know, I was always just kind of like, "Hey, that's that's dope." You know, you, sh- you should be kind of doing this. You, can't, you should kind of be doing that. Uh, but not really trying to put in too, too much weight or lean too much on him. Like, oh, this, I can do this for you. But uh, because the reason I say that <clears throat> is because the reason why we don't have an industry here as far as entertainment is because uh, people don't like to invest in other people very much mm-hmm. in this in this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find if you got a W-2 and you want to work for their business, whatever the case may be, that's cool. But just on a the strength of like, hey, you're a dope ass artist. I like what you have to offer, man. Let's work together. You know, I'm going to fund what you got going on uh, in the belief that you're going to continue the work 
and move yourself to a different level than what you're at right now, right? I want to see you move in each tier, you know, and check mark all these boxes, and I'm gonna help you out through that process. You know, is that agreed? Yeah, that's agreed. Cool. Uh, those handshake deals, you know, are very few and far between because we don't trust each other. Let's be quite honest, you know, or we trust each other to a certain extent, and then it drops off because, like, all right, well, I'm done doing this uh, for whatever reason it might be. It could be like you just you don't have the love for it anymore. You know, you get married, have family, have kids. That puts on a totally different weight for you. You know, so now you can't be doing things you were doing before. Versus, you know, oh, no, I'm gonna keep on going at it, you know, because <laughs> that that girl, that the, the the kids, they can't eat your dreams, you know what I'm saying? They can't eat none of that. So you have to figure out how you're gonna put food on the plate. We don't have that system here as far as the entertainment's concerned. So I mean, either you work for a venue, you know, security, or uh, you know, do something on the backside. You know, we have these big venues here. Uh, we have the Steel House about to come up here. Mm-hmm. We got CHI Center. Uh, Baronado out west. We have Barrel Novine out west. Those are a little bit smaller venues. We have Slowdown, obviously, Waiting Room and Reverb, and then Sokol's being worked on right now. But all the while, you know, we have these big acts coming through. But how come that every time we have them coming through? Excuse me. How come every time we have them coming through, we're not seeing our regional artists, you know, perform there? And I always say regional artists because nobody wants to be local. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be local. I want to be compared with you know the Kansas Cities, the Denver's. You know what I'm saying? The Chicago's. You know, that's the Midwest region, is it not? Nope. I want to be compared to those artists as well, not just a local artist. Yes, I'm from here, and this is where I, I set up shop, and this is where I work on my craft. But I, I'm in the same rankings as all these other places or all these other artists in, in my group. Right. So regional artists, how come we don't have our own reg- regional artists out of the metro performing these uh, venues and opening up for these bigger name acts, you know, mm-hmm. so they can get familiar with us? Because right now we're just a flyover state, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't even drop in. They only drop in. They, they'll, they'll drop in if they got to come from, you know, Chicago going to Denver. You're like, all right, I'll catch a quick bag real quick, you know, and it's going to be a, maybe a, I'm not going to say the show's going to be lackluster because we're always grateful to have, you know, a big name artist, you know, perform here. You know, when we get one, I'm like, oh, word, that came? Like, how? wait a minute, where did you come from and where are you going to? Oh, I see why that was. But um, no, we're always grateful to see them uh, drop in. Don't get me wrong on that. But we need to have that happen more uh, purposeful, you know. And we need to have the the backing behind that. So that's another secondary conversation we'll be talking about. But management is just about believing in your artists and and what they can do and what they can put forth. And you know, a lot of things that you know myself and Yonda Man have been doing up to this point is a lot of testing. You know, uh, kind of starting from basics and building it back up because these had you know albums dropped before, you know, mixtapes dropped before. But the the one we're speaking about right now is Jimmy. That already came out last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go ahead and do a reboot on that, refresh that doing a deluxe package that's going to be dropping this summer. Uh, and so it's not going to be anything that you haven't heard before, but it will have a lot more nuance added to it. So we got some visuals already out there. If you haven't already seen uh, the Hard Knock uh, videos already dropped out there. Got the low, low, bouncing out there in L.A. doing <laughs> doing things that I wanted to do when that on that trip was out there. Uh, YBZ on the track, man, with the, the dope beat, man. It took that uh, Annie beat and flipped that. I mean, as you all know, that Annie sample is open for everybody to have. Uh, for Shout out to Jigga. Jigga, yeah. my God, man. Rock Nation, for sure. That's so awesome that he did that, man. So, I mean, and Nipsey exposed that whole situation. So, uh, why I had that beat and uh, brought it out to the basement. Everybody's bringing, everybody's bringing everything, you know, back from the past. Like, oh, I'm just sitting on that beat for a minute. Mm-hmm. He brings it out, excuse me, brings it out and uh, y'all just rips that track. So, uh, Hard Knock got that visual on there. We got a couple other visuals that uh, we dropped here. The Way just dropped as well. If you haven't seen The Way, mm-hmm. uh, that was shot here in Omaha. Uh, and then we did another video. I was out in LA with him. We did a top tier video as well. So I'll be releasing. So we'll be releasing uh, the reboot. I like to call it the reboot, but it's the deluxe version. 
And uh, we just got some uh, artistry from uh, YB as well, YBZ. He's killer with the visuals right now, man. The kid's killing it. So, I mean, if you need some artwork, you know, cover work, you can flip some covers. You'll, you'll be seeing that very soon. Uh, he does some really great work on that. But, um, yeah, what was the question again? Johnny <laughs> has something there. Oh, man, I'm just enjoying the conversation. I think it's uh, beautiful to see uh, the well-rounded aspect as an artist. Um, cause a lot of times, you know, a lot of creatives is right brain, but to be able to see you lean on that left brain and get things organized and executed, I think is beautiful. As far as artist management, are you just into artist management or are you in talent management as well? Awesome. So, I mean, wearing a lot of hats, uh, right now, uh, myself, uh, YB, uh, YBZ, uh, in that scenario, we're a trifecta with Yada. And then we have a, a couple other people that we'll, we'll be bringing on the team. But with that being stated, uh, we use resources. So. Uh, talent management versus artist management. Artist management is more personal. Uh, talent management, I feel, is more kind of like finding you the work, you know, like giving you the gigs or anything like that. That right there is kind of something that we're touching on uh, specifically, specifically, get my words together, use some big words, uh, for, uh, you know, Yada at this time frame. But again, testing ground so I can figure out how to do that for everybody. That's a big point about that because um, once that takes off, then we've cut the path through the jungle so now it's clear of how to get from point a to point z and so that's the most important part about it so i'm learning some things about that i've dealt with some agencies uh outside of nebraska because we don't have agencies here uh but i'm also dealing with some folks that are here as well but the agencies outside of nebraska i mean they're not for play play you know what i'm saying you tell them hey i'm interested in this like cool what's your budget you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. does this include this this and this and this so they ask a lot of questions you know what i'm saying before they even uh <laughs> even take the call for lack of a better word, you know, and if you don't have the questions answered to the, to the, um, liking. yeah, thank you to the liking. Then it's like, yeah, sorry, they're busy or they can't do that. So, or we don't take you for that or, or you can get in here, but you need this or you have to, you know, pay us this much, you know, the whole pay to play type of deal. That's mm-hmm. happens all around, not just here in uh, Nebraska for venues. So, um, that we're working on the, uh, I'm working on the, uh, talent aspect of that, uh, besides the artist, the artist is more personal. So I can always latch on to that. And then the the talent side is like whatever I can branch out from that point. I do want to have that, but then I need to look at venues too. And so uh, watch for the hook. And I say that because there's some things that are coming up soon that I can't mention as of yet, but you'll see it happen this summer. And then next summer we'll, we'll talk. I, I got you. For sure. No, I just asked because I know uh, one of my little cousins is actually one of the producers who did a lot of work for Yada Man, uh, Young Quest. That's Qu- my cousin. Man, so Quest already knows. Quest already knows. Yeah, we- yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, <laughs> as t- talent management, the people that's around the sound and stuff like that, you know, it's just about like, how are we able to then, you know, how are we able to then hook Quez up with a Stolly? How are we then able to hook Quez up with somebody? You know, you this that's why I'm asking about no. the talent management. Okay, okay. I see what you're saying. See, so I, I take it to a different notation. So yes. And so Quez is in, he's in the group. He's in the, he's part of the team. Mm-hmm. So I'm bringing him up in that scenario because that's, another part of the conversation but you got me there so uh yeah i broke bread with quez uh his beats man uh and quez is gonna be on the next project we worked on a lot a lot a lot um he did some heavy lifting so shout out to quez uh also shout out to avonis uh, anthony baker uh, he was on some of the original stuff we did uh, earlier on and uh definitely it's probably the first time he's gonna be hearing or seeing this but we got some stuff up the bat and we're gonna be working with him as well because it's important to you know keep it close to the hip you know, and then we'll expand outwards. Yes, we're all about uh, going out there and trying to lease beats and everything of that nature and, and uh, purchase beats on the low. But 
we got so much talent here, right here in in the O. It's crazy, so crazy. Especially right now, it's a renaissance period. Mm-hmm. After this uh, whole pandemic thing happened, y'all been working on stuff. I don't know what you've been working on, but I don't, I don't know what you've been working on. But I can show it shows. Excuse me, it shows because of the the effort that I see on the production side of things, mm-hmm. on the lyric side of things. Uh, either you, you're gonna shit or get off the pot. I can cuss on you, right? Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. all right, cool. <laughs> you're gonna shit or get off the pot, and a lot of folks are, are dropping that 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 fire right now. So Q is he's he's doing it. We talked a couple times. Uh, like I said, broke bread with him, and uh, yeah, so look out for him on the next project. Heavy, Man, heavy, hey, and don't sleep on him as an artist. Uh, we gonna try to get him out of retirement, but don't sleep on him as a lyricist. Okay, I said, I, I, sleep. I didn't know he was a lyricist. I think he might have talked about that a little bit, but Young he's Kings. nice with it. Okay, Young Kings, don't sleep on it. That's my family, bro. Okay, okay, don't sleep on it. <laughs> Don't sleep on it. He know everywhere we go, somewhere my yeah, cousin. I but this is they really my cousin. Like, don't sleep on That's it. That's what's up. That's what's up. We got, we got some stuff. We got some. I got some stuff. Some old stuff from back in the day before his voice even before his puberty voice hit in. So you know what I'm saying? Okay. Quest is about that. Okay. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah, he didn't speak on that. I mean, we're pretty much on the he beat a humble side guy. He ain't gonna. He ain't gonna. Super ain't humble. Gonna take nobody shine. He gonna wait his time. He's. But I want to make sure I'm advocating for him as a. You know, that's my little cousin. That's that's talent management you got talent around you yeah make so, sure you're developing it properly man that's my that's my little people's no he's gonna get, he's gonna get his, his uh his just due for sure uh, again especially on his next project and then on top of that you know between him and, and uh you know Vonis anthony baker mm. uh you know those two right there i'm looking at them because they have so much you know to give uh and like you said he's very humble super quiet cat you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but he speaks you know very little but he listens a lot mm-hmm. i like that about him and then, um, so so moving forward on that, you know, with the management side of things, the website, uh, which is going to be blkoma.com, is being refurbished right now, meaning that it's not even up. But <laughs> when it does come up, because uh, I, I keep on getting it back and I'm like, nah, I want to do this to it because I want to add more ways that when people can go to it, it's going to be very, you know, click, uh, for, excuse me, it's going to be very easy to navigate through there. So for instance, you know, you'll go on there, you'll see Yada Man's uh, information, you can go to his EPK, and go to all his links, etc. And then same thing with the the production aspect of things. So for Anthony Baker, I'm building his aspect on there as well. Where you can go to producer, listen to their music on SoundCloud or whatever the case may be. And uh, Q is not going to be out on that neither. So I want to have it very acute to those specific folks because I want people to see what we have grown here. And then I want to add to that. So again, blazing that trail so it makes it easier so I can add more people on. And then on top of that, maybe get more staffing as well because I resource out a lot of everything I do. Mm. A lot of things I do. Yeah, I resource out, you know, and I try to find folks that who can do this really well. So, oh, you you build websites? Cool. Let me hit you up for this. You know, how long does this take? Cool. Throw them some bread. It makes it happen. Uh, because I try to watch out for people in, in the passion project aspect of things. So if I know you're a friend of mine, love you to death, my guy, and you do that work too, I will go to you, but it won't come back to me timely. You know mm. what I'm saying? So I like to find people, you know, who are creative, talented, but I don't, I don't really know. You know, because that way there's something to really lose because that's, I don't know you like that. You don't know me like that. You want to get paid. I want to have the job done. I'm going to throw you this. You're going to have it timely done. You can, excuse me, you're going to have it done in a timely manner. Thank you. And then we'll get it back and then we'll work more. We can, come, we can become friends later, mm. you know, but for right now, I just want to get the work done. So I know a lot of people out there who are, who are, you know, equally yoked and a good friend, but I don't shoot them the work because I know that it just won't come back because we're just, you know, you're the homie. I'll get you whenever I want to. Oh, no, guy. I need that yesterday. Mm. <laughs> so got to keep business in. Personal separate. You do. Oh my goodness. We can't talk on that right now, can we? Yeah. <laughs> Man, this is a lot that I we wanted to get to. 
Um, but when we talked about the lack of venues, we talked about are you brought up Omaha and the state being a fly fly by state. Um, and one thing that's you know we got the the industry turn getting Omaha, which helps wow. contribute to that. Um, and then we have. That's a new we one to hear that one. You never heard of getting Omaha? No, no, no. It's kind of floating in the industry now. Is it? Yeah. What industry? Because the industry doesn't really float through here. So yeah, but uh, <laughs> it's, an overhead, it's over our heads right now. But uh, what's the name? Uh, Keith brought it up, and not just brought it up. Oh, that's not like Keith. Yeah. But it's it's Kethro. Kethro is out here. You know, shout out Kethro all day. Um, it's it's in Omaha. We had this thing where we go, and I've noticed it. We'll go to a show. We'll support. We're going to clap it up. But as soon as the show is done, mm. we walk out. We leave. No parlaying. It's like uh, even sometimes you have a few people stay and get to know the artists. Mm. But a lot of artists, they kind of lean on that, especially smaller artists, of being getting to know the people that they're that are consuming them, that they're listening, you know, building the fan base. And getting Omaha is is, is Looking at even going to a lot of times some of the clubs and bars, like when it lets out, everybody just leave. Like I'm used to the lingering. And it's it's just referring to that that immediate, oh, you thank you for your service, gotta go on to the next thing. Um, and I've seen that, and then I've seen um sometimes it's very difficult to get artists who are not A A listers or B um in the black community, not just your hood artists, right? A lot it is a lot of times this is not a just not a good market per se for music that's not a listers. So if it ain't chance the rapper, people like that, Travis Scott gonna sell out. Um then you have your our old school acts. And we love us some old school Ashanti Juvenile, you know what I'm saying? We love that. But for everything in between, we kind of get lost. So um how do we, and this is a conversation with everybody, but how do we kind of open that up? Like I have my ideas and things that I'm working on that I try to do with bringing artists, you know what I'm saying? Building a, I have to be, I have to be smarter and strategic about how I bring artists and break artists. Meaning I have enough backing as far as following here and people knowing what I do and I can create, use my creative brain to create an event, i.e. like the sneaker soiree create the event so people want to come to the event then i just bring an artist because i know you ain't coming for the artist anyways so now i'm bringing an artist to build that relationship lateral with somebody that i know you don't know but they're going to get this market now they have an opportunity to get this market and hopefully it, it turns over that they'll repay to repay it back one of these days so how do we get artists who typically aren't getting played on the radio here could be a plus talent may maybe a b or c lister as far as fame goes but A plus talent, how do we get them here? How do we get this to not be a flyover state? How do we get these smaller acts to stop through on the tour stop? Like how do we how do we do that? Who's you that? can answer Johnny too. Yeah, Johnny, you can answer too. Yeah, yeah, I got, I've been talking a lot. Go ahead. Give me a little yeah, something. Man, I don't know, man. I think it's just about understanding the indie music market mm -hmm. and um finding a way to capitalize on that. Like Omaha was a place that was known for having great indie music. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's about having dedicated spaces that cultivate that. Like we don't have dedicated music venues. We have venues that we access to do music at. That's right. a difference. Mm -hmm. Like there's not no Tuesday night spot that you come to every week or 
you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. this is this club venue just for music or this mm-hmm. is the club venue for that. We don't have we don't have that environment here. So I think it's about understanding that and leveraging um, your relationships in the different places you go. I think it's about fostering that and it's about understanding what people want. Um, no disrespect to a lot of the shows that get put on here, but I'm not coming to listen to six to seven, eight different artists do five or six songs that's poorly mixed. I don't want to hear all of that. Mm. Give me three artists, make them all be congruent or make it where it's centered around something that's mm. curated. Like quit mm. just throwing together stuff. It has to be curated just because this your homie or just because they popular don't mean that they sounds is going to fit. Mm. It's that type of stuff. And for me, it's about having dedicated music venues yep. and quit having these shows at bars. Like for a music concert, seven to nine o'clock, seven to nine o'clock, seven to 10 o'clock. Like we got to quit doing this 11, 12 stuff, 10 acts on a show. I'm not here for that. That's me personally. For sure. And that that venue piece is big because we talked about venues and in our, we don't own any of the venues. Mm-hmm. Luckily for some of us, we are able to build these relationships with these venues to allow at least some of us in the space and kind of get preference too. Because mm-hmm. we, you know, we talked about relationship building and how important that is. And we have to continue that until we start to get some of our own venues that are actual music venues in our neighborhoods and that are curated by people who mm-hmm. want these artists and then are hired by those venues to go and reach out to these artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talk about just literally literal show creation and sh- uh, show curation. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have that. What I'm seeing is a lack of, that's a talent and a skill within itself. And people kind of overlook it. It's, it kind of goes back to my DJ talk on how to mix records and knowing when to play what record and knowing how to create a space instead of just playing what's hot. We get into the cert, we get into the what's hot game. Mm-hmm. Oh, he hot, she hot. We'll throw them on the show, but you haven't given any parameters as to how the show is gonna run. And and one thing that I see that I love about working at a venue, like I worked at the slowdown, literally worked at the slowdown for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. I only went there to learn how to do shows. Mm-hmm. So I'm while I'm cleaning this bathroom, mm-hmm. I'm watching the set list. I'm watching how they put things together. I'm watching how they do. Uh, sound check. I'm watching how they do the staging. I'm watching how they place the tape on where the instruments go and it's different colors for each band. So I understand it makes it simple for your load in and load out crew. I'm watching how they do it. I'm watching all of this mm-hmm. and I'm asking questions and I'm working with the sound man like, oh, this is this. So can we do video? How do you do this? And, and getting and understanding and asking management how to do bookings. How do y'all, what do y'all do? What's happening? And we're not getting enough People don't want to go get the experience and think they can just jump in and do this and curate a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw an interview by Vince Staples, and Vince was talking about, he was like, yeah, sure, mm-hmm. yeah, man, how does it feel, you know, people coming to see you? He's like, it, it ain't, this show ain't about me. He said, this show is called The Call Me If You Get Lost To It. This is a Tyler Creator show. And I'm, and I'm going first. This Cali Uchi is after me. That part. He said, so, he said, but they heard he say, I mean, I'm grateful for my little fans, but I'm here to do my job. My mm-hmm. job is to set the stage for the main artist. That part. I'm not the main, my job is so people don't understand that mindset. You're here on this bill, which means you're in preparation for this. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ness, how many times have you heard or seen a DJ? Let's say there's a headlining DJ. Yeah. Or if it ain't DJ, you know it's a DJ that's going to be with the set. You know they warm the crowd up. Yeah. How many times have you seen an opener start playing all the hot tracks that are out now and mess up or potentially could mess up the head DJ knowing that they're going to get in they instead of opening the show 
They trying to be the show. <laughs> I've seen this way, 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 way too much. Way too much. I've seen this way too much. Way too much. Just uh, it happens, right? Um, I, I've seen it, and sh- shit, I've even probably done it myself. So I ain't gonna say like it hasn't been me, but I, I grown out of that. I've grown out of that. I'm still growing out of certain things. Um, so the the motley crew that I roll with, you know, we all have an understanding when it's something of that nature, uh, and you guys teed it up perfectly. You know, for, you know, besides the soiree, you know what I'm saying, which is going on hard here at the close to the end of the May. Mm-hmm. You know, I also have an event as well um, coming up soon here, uh, the Moolah Block Party. And we'll kind of talk about that right now. All right. So the Moolah Block Party is going to be a perfect time frame just to kind of pitch that to you guys. Hey, so uh, in the Blackstone District here, if you're in the Omaha metro area, the Blackstone District is a uh, re, you know, up and coming area. Uh, used to be used to be. The hood spot, man. Shooters and everything like that, man. Bar was over Shooters, there. man. All that stuff, man. Yeah, so it used to be a problem back in the days. And I loved it. It was fun. Uh, but, you know, now it's a nice little home, uh, you know, nice place to be. You just call it that way. Uh, there's the Kempton Hotel just popped up there. You know, you have Moolah, which we're going to talk about here in a second. And, you know, you have the, the Blackstone Social, Bar 39, blah, 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 all that stuff on that block. So the uh, Moolah event uh the block party is what it is this year and the previous years it was a block party as well but it was tied to the single de mayo uh and so because you know Mula's a hispanic restaurant uh shout out to mike sanchez uh shout out to sammy p those are my brothers right there man uh and uh, jake man shout out to him as well uh and his, his wifey tyler hey sorry hey i'm sorry <laughs> but uh yeah man just uh yeah just uh the whole concept that you just mentioned there is so important so important you have to know your role you have to know your role and that word curated not to mention when you're djing but to curate a show is so important just to go in there and say i'm gonna get the homies on the stage or you know i'm gonna purchase a, a performance and have it on the stage and get the homies right behind that there has to be a conversation had you know mm-hmm. because you have to be supportive of what the event's about you know, so in, in this scenario, you know, when you go to a show and this is how I've curated the, the stage before and Manchester stage before you go in there, you're hearing an, an opener or you might just be hearing a background play of just, you know, just a, a curated playlist happening as you come in, get situated, get your drinks, whatever the case may be. You know, uh, as the time goes on, 30 minutes, maybe 60 minutes into that time frame, then we have a opening band come out on the stage, you know, and they know they're there to give you some background, kind of white noise for a little bit, but then kind of get you involved, you know, mm-hmm. get you involved in the in the the culture, the sound of where that event is. In this case, it was Cinco de Mayo. And then, you know, they performed as well. They helped you out with salsa dancing and all that stuff, man. They got you in that. And so that went on for roughly maybe an hour and a half set, some of that nature. As that happens, people are still trickling in. They're hearing that noise. It's bumping throughout the whole block, you know, so you can hear that. You know, as it starts to get dimmer outside, the lights kind of start coming out on the stage. And then we start to bring them down because now people are getting to a totally different level of energy. Okay. And the, you have to know your age of crowd, too. Up there, you have the UMC buildings. So it's a very youthful crowd. We're saying probably late 20s, uh, then 30-year-olds, and then maybe 40s and 50s, whatever. But that's your bracket you're dealing with. Anybody else younger than that, hopefully they didn't get in because <laughs> that would be 21 and up. So then you get down to the later on the evening when it gets dust and you got the DJs coming on. So then, yes, you have to make sure you know what you're there to do and who's going to be the person closing. So you want to get those crowds to get people pumped up to get to this one level, but make sure you're not crossing over on the bangers, you know, for what the other set might be. Mm-hmm. Communicate. All I got to do is talk to the other person, you know, figure out what they're playing their set, you know, and don't run over that because it does for somebody who's listening. And then I hear a song that I just already heard. I'm like, uh-huh. 
you know, and then maybe it's mixed better the first time versus the second time. It doesn't matter. Just the point being is let that shine for somebody else as far as the DJ is concerned. Mm -hmm. And the same thing for a performer, too. You know, when you're, you're doing hip hop or just whatever the 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 genre is, make sure you come with a set. You got 15 minutes on stage. Make sure you leave everything, all your energy out there on the stage and warm up that person you're, who's coming up after you or if it's just you, it's just you. But, you know, make sure you put the energy out there to let them know that you were there, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, yes, have good mixes, man. Make a performance track. I want to hear a performance track. I don't want to hear you rapping over no <laughs> vocals, nothing like that. Please, man. I mean, come prepared. It doesn't take too long to do that. Obviously, if you had the, you know, the uh, the files, you know, if you have the stems or if you have a two track, you know, recreate the vocals, just do your ad libs and keep your uh, your chorus in there, and then actually perform the actual lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. How hard is that? It's very hard for people who don't actually know their music like that mm. or, or understand how to perform or have do too many punch-ins mm. on a track and then never just spit their verse. Right. So when you punch it in all the time, you don't have to think about breath control. So you they don't know. So then when you get on stage, you cut, you learn real quick who right. actually laid the track down versus right. who was punching in and, oh, let me rewind that. Yeah, you learn real quick. Right. And you learn that you don't, don't get high on the job. Because mm. <laughs> you are, I have seen people open up, get not even be an actual opener mm. on big shows and get a good look. They get an opportunity to perform a track or two and they gained zero fans because of their demeanor on stage. Mm. Like, literally, listen to people like, what the hell is he doing? Mm. That's a bet. Nobody's gonna. Now, you might have think you just went up and did your thing, but you actually didn't take. You got to remember, this is your career, this is your job, right? Mm hmm. Don't come inebriated to your job. You got to do a job. You're here to do this. And if you're here to gain the crowd, you got to understand what tracks to play, how to perform those tracks, and how to get the crowd involved. So, And then be able to speak clearly at the beginning, end, or end on what your name is and where they can find you. Right. You got to market yourself. So even if you don't get but five people, that's five more than you ever had, than you had before. Right. And they might be like, no, nah, this dude is cool on stage. Like, I want to, next time he got a show, I'm going to bring you some people. So you never know how things snowball, but it's it's those things that are missing in our uh, with a lot of our artists. They not understanding that all of this matters. This is your prepare. You got to come prepared. It's your job. So if yeah. your job is to warm it up for the big dog, warm it up for the big dog. If you're a DJ and you come out playing all the bangers, somebody like me might be like, "Oh, that's what you did. Don't worry, I got a whole another set of stuff I can get this crowd hype on. What right. you talking about? Don't worry right. about it. Don't even worry about it." Right, and if I really want to spite you, I'll just flip it a different way. Right, but I ain't gonna do you like that. I'm gonna let you. But then they don't understand. Like when it comes to relationships, hey, what is they cool? Like, nah, they gonna throw you off your set. They gonna try to shine on you. Mm. So now you you gonna be missing out on gigs. People forget business is done through relationships mm. first. Mm. It's like you gotta be good at your craft, but are you are you trustworthy to to make something happen in, in the way in the manner it's supposed to happen? Mm. Right. Or are you just there to shine on everybody? That part. So knowing your knowing your place at that time does not diminish your your potential. This is true. This is true. And you said something there, you know, that that uh, clicked off, in like boom in my head. It's 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 a resume. This is your calling card. Mm -hmm. You know, you being on stage is your calling card. Mm -hmm. You have the um, social media. That's part of it, right? But that's just going to be part of the whatever you've done lately aspect of things. You know, but in that moment, you have to you have to shine and yes be drunk to be high in that scenario you haven't come too far in life to understand that this business here allows you to you know fornicate because that's just the way the entertainment world works you know mm -hmm.
but to bring it back, you need to be focused at all time frames to understand what you're look, what who you're watching, and who's watching you. You know, um, and that, that even goes down to just how you promote yourself out there. You know, if that's how you want to show yourself, then show it in a certain light that projects that hey, I want to be out here in this crowd, but I also want to be able to go over here to this crowd as well. I want to be able to transcend both genres or both lanes. And, you know, I know how to do that through this craft, you know, whatever type of again genre you're looking at. So with the DJ set, that's how I really can be able to be malleable in that, in that conversation. I just did two weddings this past weekend, mm-hmm. you know, uh, then they got a, a packed weekend coming up here on, on uh, this upcoming weekend as well. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But they're all different to a point as mm-hmm. far as locations and crowds. Right. Yeah. And so uh, you have to understand that every time you pull up, all right, so this is going to be for this community. This is going to be for this community over here. And these people like this over here. And these people, yeah, they're not going to really go rock with this. I'll try to stab it in there. But if it doesn't work, I know how to pivot from that. I know how to pivot from that sound. So Mm -hmm. as a performer on stage, you need to to learn how to do that because not everybody going to be down with you or like you. But you have to get them, you know, ready and hyped for that main event. If you're the main event yourself, then you already know what you got to do. So uh, it's your resume, man. You being on stage is your calling card. Yes, sir. I can't wait till I get to an Afro punk stage. Mm. Cause I already know what I'm gonna do. Mm. That's gonna be, I'm saying, we're gonna have the first all black mosh pit out here. Mm. And I'm gonna try to rock it for even if I got 15 minutes, I mm. got I got tracks ready just for certain types of gigs. Mm. Like, oh, you give me this gig, as long as these people who performing, so I know what songs not to play again. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I got some stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 like I know and, and it, I'm I'm always thinking about so if I'm at this opportunity. What could I give them? If it's this style of show, what can I give them? We just did an event this Saturday and I knew, understood what the event was. So I knew what music to curate for the event. Mm-hmm. And I only got compliments. So I don't know if I did good or bad. Oh, but man, it, it was can, fire. It <laughs> you was know fire. So it's just about setting setting the pace for the for the for the event. Understanding that I'm not it's not my show. There's an event happening and I'm here to set the tone for it. And people don't understand, as a DJ, you can make or break an event. Any event. Man, if that food's bad, who cares? The DJ suck. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what happens in that whole scenario. Yeah, it's it's all about what did you play, and how'd you play it. Yeah, man. Think That's why I hate weddings, because like, sometimes they're made to be no pleasing. You're playing for the 10-year-old up to the 70-year-old. Mm. And don't let it be a, a interracial wedding with two different styles. Woo! Mm. You get like, woo! Mm. Yeah, Elliot, yeah. you know, you know what I'm talking about. Them get rough. Like, you yo, gotta, you, you gotta know it. You gotta know what to do. You got to know how to finesse yeah. it. Again, that word finesse goes so many different directions in, in the yeah. DJ world, especially when you're doing uh, weddings. The bag is there. If you want the bag, you can get it, but you're gonna have to work for it, mm. and, and you're gonna have a lot of you know failure points. You're not gonna be able to. You know, please, uh, grandma from Norfolk, Nebraska, you know, who came to visit her daughter who got, you know, married to interracial. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, whatever. You be all right. Yeah, you know, yeah. sit back and relax. I nah, got that. I'll be like, now, nah, now, nah, take this Chris Stapleton. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard, though. Nah, hard. Yeah. They I mean, so you do. They do. I mean, so you do You do have to be malleable. I say that, but I'm, I'm being funny. You do have to Man. give them what they want to a point. That's where, that's why you run it up on them because if you want that song, that's cool. That's why I charge you XYZ. Because I know you're gonna be in my ear asking me if I can play this song. Not even normally tell them, you know, I either don't have it. Uh, not excuse me, back up. I don't say that. I said you. I'll either say, excuse me. I'll either say, um, you know what? Uh, I don't know if I have that, but uh, you give me three more songs just in case, you know, just so I know. So that way, you know, if they're drunk enough, they'll get lost in the crowd. They might not come back, or they might come in and put their phone in their face, like, "Hey, you got it." I'm like, "Oh, sh-. you actually did do that." So, uh, yeah, man, you just there's a bunch of ways you can finesse that whole situation, but it's it's fun, it's quick uh, once you get into it, and it's very 
it, it's very referable. You know, you always get gigs. Um, and I'll, I'll walk that back. I get only the exclusive gigs. I'll be quite honest. Me personally, mm-hmm. I only take the gigs I want to take. And the people who come find me are the people who who know what I do mm-hmm. and how I do it. And they they want <laughs> they 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 really request me. Uh, and from that point, then I can do everything else for the rest of the week. And, you know, as far as just, you know, doing the, the bars and the lounges and the venues, I wish I can put clubs in that, that verbiage here in Nebraska, but I can't, you know, we only have like probably what, four or five clubs maybe. And they're not here, not here in Omaha. We got like, like I said, the one club, the max, uh, if you go down to Lincoln, you got with the junction, uh, shout out to, uh, my guy D love got the gravity out there. I just opened up out there, um, doing his thing. And then Grand Island's got a club out there too. I forget what it is. I think it's a Latin club. I'm sorry if I forget it. I always see it in my head. Um, and then we got we got restaurants that kind of become clubs at night, you know. So it's like, all right, mm-hmm. it's cool. We we do what we can do, but just in case something crashes again, like oh, we didn't doing a club thing. We're a restaurant now. That way we can save face. Like, dude, we need we need to get those venues in here. We haven't had anything in here for a long time, uh, as uh, Mr. Soul was talking about. So definitely look back at that episode because he he laid it down. I was I was in all the spots he was talking about. So. So, man, you got any? Oh, man, I got a million questions, man, but I'm just mindful of time and uh, just thankful, man. So I I guess I'll ask you, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like what type of advice would you give for any artists or any creatives out there as far as branching out, networking, uh, putting yourself out there? What type of advice would you give to any artist or anybody looking to be an artist advocate that's in a place like Nebraska where resources is limited? Okay. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> there's nothing you can't do mm. resources are limited so uh like a, a good entertainment attorney told me who's no longer working anymore in the entertainment field it's not written till it's written mm. you know it's not written till it's written so yeah, everything's at our fingertips you know google something and there's a plethora of ways that you can find out how to do something and, and you'll you'll pull that from you'll pull that and you'll finesse it. I'm using the word finesse a lot. Let me take that out of my vocabulary. I'm using the crutch. You, you'll, you'll pull that out and you'll work it to the best of your ability uh, so that it works for you, right? So, I mean, definitely use your resources. And obviously, sometimes if you don't have a resource that's close to you, uh, like a, another human being who's in the business, you know, definitely reach out uh, online because social media has a lot of outlets for you. And you can always ask the question, as we were talking about today, my team is like, what's the worst they're going to say? No, you know? Okay. All right, on to the next one, right? In sales, if they say no to you, all right, thank you for your time. Move to the next one. You'll get a yes out of there. And obviously, this is your craft, right? So you're doing this because you love it. You have a, a passion for it. So if you really do have that passion, it will drive you forward to that next step. You know, you'll, you'll figure out if it's something for you, if it's not. And don't let time, you know, plague you. If you really want this, you'll get it. It might not happen today, maybe not tomorrow. But if you really want this, you'll get after it. It'll happen in a different way than what you assumed it would. So if it's not you being, uh, you know, on a, a grand stage at uh, Coachella, you know, it could be you behind that stage, you know, managing somebody or, you know, working behind the stage in a business aspect. Because during that time frame when you're grinding, you at least realize what that work ethic was like. And, you know, as you felt you might have aged out, you still love the actual you know process and you understood where you can fit in. And people start to take you a lot more seriously as you get mature in life. I don't know what the hell's up with that. You know what I'm saying? When you're young, ain't nobody like, everybody's like pissed off. But then you get you get mature in life, and people are like, oh, blah, blah. and it's like, like, dude, why? What happened to me like 10, 15 years ago? I was still. But then you realize too, you're you're very humble about your craft now. You know, you're not like pushing everybody's face. You're like, all right, well, you're lost. 
and they see you out there working, you know, and you're working hard. And so they can come to you that way. So definitely just use your resources out there. Um, definitely ask me as well. Hit me up on social media. I, I can definitely answer some questions for you. And if I don't know the answer, I'll tell you I don't know. But I'll tell you where you can find it. So that's one point of it as well. Um, oh, and then go see my class. I have a class too. I guess we're not to shout outs yet, but. <laughs> right, man, plug but, yourself. No, nah, okay. We, are we there yet? Are we there? I, I mean, I got one more question. Go ahead. Yeah, I want to hear the question. Yeah, I want the question. Yes, go. Oh, man. So uh, I know earlier when you talked about being in LA mm. and, and interning, and um, I myself went in, even though it was a job, went into a venue with a purpose to, to learn and understand. And our guys, Montreal and Young Guy behind the boards are here, you know, pro bono for now. Yeah, we didn't get so it. So they can afford us a P. <laughs> uh, but can you speak to the importance of learning, truly learning your craft and the business around your craft? Um, and gaining that experience versus coming out the gate thinking everybody owe you a dollar because mm. you don't have any track. You don't have, you haven't laid any tracks down. And that goes back to that time uh, reference I made earlier, you know. Um, this, and this kind of comes to a DJ that I, I know and I'm working with as well, uh, who just wants everything to be popping and, and hot right now, you know, um, which, which it is. It's just working uh, in their favor, but. To pull it back, yeah. The would you say that the world owes you something? Act like the world owes you something that you said earlier. Out the gate, you think you owe yeah. something. You haven't had any work proven. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to realize or, or to understand where that mindset comes from. You know, besides what you see on social media, um, that quick, you know, bag grab and and that uh, you know, <laughs> everything can be pulled from a money tree type of situation. I don't know what's up, man. What like uh, what's this old way? Six nines. So Takashi had like a bunch of fake money. Like, dude. You know all that that front end and all that stuff, man. That's that's still popular. That's still uh, popular for what reason? I don't know, and that it gets you nowhere. You know, so the humility that you show and the um, the practice you put in and the work that you put out, it's going to speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Period, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be how much your mouth runs. You know. Because again, it depends on what you're doing. If you're doing DJing, it's gonna be like, okay, I see you out there on on uh, Twitch. I see you out there on Mixcloud doing stuff like that. Uh, I personally am not out there heavy because I'm out there, you know, doing a lot of stuff. So I don't have time for that. But if I didn't have those type of uh, spots to be, as far as bars, venues, weddings, etc., I would definitely be using social media much more than I am now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just post flyers like, hey, I'm here. Check me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But for that person who doesn't have that as of yet. Yeah, that's where you need to be. Social media, obviously, doing your deal there, but then also finding gigs outside of that and linking up in your community as far as people who do the same thing you're doing, you know. And those notes that we talked about earlier, it's their loss, you know, because if you have a genuine passion for that, and again, I will use that word a lot, passion, because that's where the grind really comes from. Like, dude, I ain't got a dollar to my name, but I'm going to sit down here and spend these records. I'm going to go ahead and press record and, you know, hash out some of my feelings, my thoughts. That's going to show through in that scenario. Uh, so... Um, I really don't know how to answer that question besides rambling like I have been all the time. Frame. So the, the, the point being is that you just really need to slow your mind. I can't say that enough. Slow your mind because everybody wants something, you know, uh, everybody wants something from, uh, everybody wants something yesterday done today. And that could be only done if the time is right. Um, 
I can't be as wisdom. Like, you are so wisdom. You are just have so much wisdom in here. <laughs> You're like a monk over here, no, man. So I like, so it's like, I want to say something like smart, like I always hear you say on the pod. <laughs> I don't have it in me. Like, you have to understand the tree, the way it grows. It's, you man, know, I think but, you've been, I think you've been dropping the game unconsciously, man. I uh, think that the best lines, the best wisdom we can have is our individual story. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's nobody that could take away your experience. Yeah. And there's no amount of theory that can, live up to lived experience man so thank you for everything that you're showing and telling us man this is stuff that you can't read in the book you can read it in the book to get the principles down but you can't learn how to apply it just reading it in the book bro. right so thank you bro yeah i agree with that 110 percent. and then i guess the point about what i what i do and hopefully i got something out you know that made sense today because yeah and you talk about being prepared and being on stage i was not as prepared as i thought i was gonna be today i'm like uh so with that being said, I mean, the things I plant, you know, if anything, uh, you know, roots itself, uh, I don't know if I'll be here to see the shade it provides, you know, for the community uh, here in, uh, you know, Omaha, but or anywhere in this Midwest region. But I definitely hope that somebody can relax due to the work that, you know, not only myself, uh, but everybody in this room, uh, everybody that I mentioned earlier and a whole bunch more that I didn't even name drop. I know this, play, I know this pod's good for shout outs, man. So we'll probably get that in there. But, <laughs> you know, I hope the shade that, you know, the nausea I provide in this podcast provides helps, you know, young burgeoning artists out there. That's so important. We need that in this community. Uh, we need that in this time. You know, we need more creatives that do a lot more shit that's just, you know, destructive in a positive way uh, to mess up the system because we need to get out of that whole copycat format. Mm -hmm. For all the stuff I'm talking about right now, look back at the later podcasts because they talk, dictate all that all the way up to you know, number 17 because mm -hmm. this is 18, right? Yeah, this is 18. Yeah, so um, try to get on 17. That was my good number, but I got 18 instead, so it's good. <laughs> it is a 17 plus one. Hey, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, man. We we, we all about uh, disruptive innovations, man. Yeah. That is... I even learned that in public health school, you know what I'm saying? But in in, in understanding this in, in understanding disruption, uh, that first wave, it's only about 10% that'll catch on at the first yeah. beginning of any brand new idea or convention. It's only about 10% that always catch on. Early adopters. Early adopters. So yes, you sir. gotta you gotta understand that before, you know. So that doesn't mean you're not on the right track. When you don't see the masses, they just haven't caught up. Right. You get what I'm saying? So especially here. I mean, I've I've, I've went to a uh, a restaurant with businessmen there and I started chatting chatting them up at the bar and they're from out of town and they talked about how Nebraska is such a late adopting, you know, state. You got to just such late adopters here. And you said so smug, like you said, late adopters. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> we are. We are. It takes a minute. You know, think about how long it took for where we're at right now to catch up. Like it's almost a, a cyclical type of thing. And that's normally seven years. I'll put an extra, you know, three on there. Ten year period for us to really catch up on things. We wait for things to be verified and certified outside the box. Mm -hmm. Before we say, oh, okay, that's hot. And we just talked about that earlier. So, I mean, that's something we need to really get away from and create that. We need to create that uh, that verification right here in, in, in the hive in our community and then go ahead and uh, uh, pollinate the rest of the world, right? Mm, so, mm. man, <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to leave a pollination, man. Francis <laughs> on all these motherfuckers. Well, yeah, man. Shit. Hey, we now at the part where you can give your shout outs and your plugs. Can I give my shout outs? All right. All right. Now I'm awake and stuff like that. Man, I should have been this way like an hour ago. Uh, no. So, uh, yeah. So, what's my name? All right. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out something. So, it's uh, DJ underscore L Ness. That's DJ underscore L Ness on my IG account. Um, 
I don't have Twitter fingers, so you can't find me there. Facebook, uh, don't, I don't really have space as much as I should be. I am out, I am out there, though. It is DJ L Ness on Facebook, so you can find me there as well. Uh, look out for BLK, uh, BLKOMA.com coming next month. I do apologize. had to refinish some things. So uh, BLKOMA, the website for creative management coming up soon. Uh, Yada Man uh, dropping the deluxe very soon. Are you guys going to have him up here? Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Real, cool. Real, Before the soiree, or are you gonna? Yeah. Okay. Real soon. Got you. Soon. All right. So I mean, uh, definitely check uh, Yada Man's a uh, new project out, or not new. It's the the reboot, as I said, the deluxe version coming out. Uh, Yada Man, that's Jimmy. Uh, we also have the visuals on that. We also got two more projects coming out here before the year's out, or actually one more, I believe. And then we have another one dropping soon as well. So I don't want to give up too much of the ghost, but uh, Q's on uh, one project heavy, 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 heavy. So I, I appreciate you mentioning his name as well. Big shout out to uh, Avonis as well, YBZ, uh, DJ Laced, uh, all the homies, man. Ivan Alvarez, man. Shout out to him. Uh, Angie Spence, uh, Hurricane Cole, uh, Crab Rangucci. Uh, who we got? DJ Romeo. That's a homie right there. That's that's where I learned a lot of my my stuff from as well. Um, shoot, uh, Scotty Pigeon, man, he's coming up right now. Scotty Pigeon, man, look out for him, my guy. He's very talented on on a lot of spectrums uh, as well. Uh, who else, man? Shoot, if I don't name all, all the DJs now, I'm gonna be in trouble, yeah, <laughs> right? Uh, so like, I think about like, like oh, who's on my latest? So Shark Week out there. Uh, Kethro, I already mentioned Kethro earlier, man. Uh, where does Bond? Uh, that's the homie right there. Neil uh, doing his thing thing um shoot uh dj chicks man my bad you know you that's the homie right there dj animal or animale um you know almost all the people right there and then uh, make sure to check out the moolah block party coming up here may 7th going down also make sure to check out the bull and moose that's on center street bull and moose is actually this uh sunday this when is this airing Friday. Friday. Okay. Well, this Sunday, uh, May the May Day, May the first, Bull and Moose. That's gonna be. We just talked about nostalgia, so that'll be a '90s and 2000. Strictly no request zone. Just come and vibe out for some brunchy type of drinks and some food, which will be down the block. But you can just walk and grab it and come back. Uh, I'll be spending on that, and I'm at the tavern as well on Saturday, and then I'm at the Barrel Barrel of Vine on Friday night. So there you go, man. I'm just keeping it working. And uh, I appreciate you guys for having me, man. Thank yes, you for coming. I hope, I hope we got, hope you got something out. I hope you got some good takes out of this, man. If not, you know, we'll scratch the whole thing. We'll go to my crib. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we'll all set up shop, man. We'll do this again. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. We appreciate it, man, for coming through. Blessings, and we got a lot of work to do and a lot of stuff to get through. Oh, my um, goodness, yes. In the near future, in the far future, hopefully too. So mm -hmm. uh, we gonna keep working, man. I got to We got stuff coming up too. Yeah. When we get out of here, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we got a few things. Couple things. Uh, we got, I think the first big thing I got. We got a. I'm doing an R&B party. Ooh. So, um, if you're looking for something to do, uh, why don't you come do something else? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that part. So something else R&B version is coming, uh, Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. Friday the 13th. That'll be at the Fabric Lab. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be a late night all R&B soul party. Um, dim lights, uh, don't ask, don't tell. Mm. So, uh, just bringing that, we trying to bring a little sensuality back to the world. That part. We need uh, that. Um, then we got, I think we gonna verify, but we got our, uh, open mic coming up. Yeah. May 18th. May 18th. Yeah. Uh, at the Barry and Rye. Oh, yay. Barry and Rye. That's how, that's, uh, where I got, uh, my guy over here put on, Eric, right. man. That was a great spot for you. And I'm glad to see you guys are back in there, man. Uh, yep. shout out to Barry and Rye and the Maven Social Crew. Yeah, yeah sure. Shout out to them. Yes, sir. Shout out Barry and Rye, man. Um, 
they want us there, so we gonna go. Yeah, it's, it's a good look, man. That whole that's a the aesthetics of it is beautiful. And just, <laughs> just remind me of a, a very special time period, the verbal gumbo days at the House of Looms. So mm-hmm. just that setup, man. Like I'm excited to get in there, bring open mic poetry, and give a platform for young artists to express themselves. But let's build it out so we can start having feature shows too. But, yes, sir. You know, I agree. And then, you know, we got my big dog, my baby coming, mm-hmm. the sneaker soiree. Mm-hmm. Get your dresses, get mm-hmm. your suits, mm-hmm. get your stylish jewelry mm-hmm. and your top notch tennis shoes ready. I got them. Sneaker soiree. Mm-hmm. We coming. Mm-hmm. Friday, May 27th. That part. Do not play around. Because we definitely got my guy Verse mm-hmm. on the bill mm-hmm. uh, starting the show because he going to bring it. He going to every time. Every Boom. time. Real quick, shout out to Verse, man. Whether it's 100 people or one person in the room, mm. bringing it. Verse get busy. That's how you do it. And then we got our star our star friend that we keep talking <laughs> about, Yada Man. <laughs> Yada Man. Jimmy. Um, so we going to make sure he dusts this suit off out of his basement. Yeah, yeah. So we going to get that going. Then we got... Uh, my guy, all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, Chuck Indigo, hey. extremely talented brother. Um, when I say extremely talented, like there's a reason why I call this the streets A&R. I know what I hear, mm-hmm. and I know I can spot some things and know where it could go. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know him, come find out who he is. I mm-hmm. promise you, you won't leave uh, disappointed. And we're gonna make sure we have some food out there for y'all. Mm-hmm. Bring the good shoes because we gonna we probably gonna have. Uh, the best tennis shoe cre- uh, competition and maybe the most creative. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know what I'm saying? So, and, and if you can't participate and you want to sponsor, we definitely got sponsorship mm-hmm. packages and stuff like that, man. So make sure you holler at E yes, over at Rudy Rhythm, man, so we can get that going. Yep. All that'll be online. If you're looking for sponsorship, just comment and say, yo, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look out for y'all because we got packages and they got perks. Mm-hmm. So let us know. Um, but yeah, man, and then we got some big things popping in June that we ain't allowed. Ain't allowed not to yet, not yet, not yet. So um, yeah, man, check us out there. We going to be live. The Streets Ain't Our Podcast is going to be live and in mm-hmm. full effect. I think some of my young guns that be behind the boards going to have to hop on camera one time because I'm going to be working. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be busy. They might have to hop on camera. They might have to. I know LP been just begging. Oh. Man, when can I be a guest host? So LP been begging. So we got, hey, man, y'all got to step up for LP yeah. take your job, man. Man, last time we was at the Slow Down Montreal, I almost lost his damn mind, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he got them eyes got he big. He thought he was in Aspen. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was in Aspen. <laughs> he thought he was in Aspen. Boy, I was ready to go skiing that night, boy. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> he was in Aspen. But yeah, man. So, man, again, uh, Ness, we appreciate you coming through, man. Dropping game, yeah, man. I appreciate you having me once again. And uh, oh, yeah, and then like I said, I was all over the place with the whole DJing thing because I didn't really get too much in the back about that. I do have a class coming up here in August, uh, at Metro uh, Community College, but excuse me, not at Metro, but it's joined with Metro and Do Space actually. So it'll be out there on the 72nd location, uh, Do Space. Um, it's gonna be uh, August the 11th. Uh, I gotta go to my head real quick, yeah. August the 11th, it's an evening class, it's a Thursday. Be a two and a two two hour class some change. We'll be talking about DJing the modern era, so definitely check that out. Sign up for it. How can the people sign up? Uh, go to uh, metro dot uh, com, as I think out loud in my head. I think mm-hmm. uh, you should be able to find it between the metro and the do space. Uh, um, and I, I believe that's in mcc dot edu. 
go on there, check out the, the, the do space thing and, and, and check out that class and get registered. Thank you, sir. Oh, my goodness. Uh, resources right here. Right. So that's what we're talking about right there. So thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, get registered. It's a limited seating class. Again, DJing the modern era. So I will be talking more about DJing uh, and it'll be kind of an etiquette uh, notation plus, you know, some a little bit more. Uh, on gear and equipment and then that hopefully will expand outwards so we only have that one class starting off there first and then we'll expand off to other parts where you get to touch and feel the equipment uh for you know i would say all ages but it's only for the grown folks only so <laughs> hey let me know i don't want to take up a spot go ahead so let me know if i can just pop in you can pop in you're fine with that yeah and actually i'm, I'm working on getting that streamed as well so uh, working on getting that stream. I'm gonna have the homies uh, hit them up and uh, see if we can't get that stream. And talking to Metro as well because there's a limited seating in that in that class that I want it to be available for everybody mm -hmm. uh, because that's gonna be a, uh, a launching pad for the the next one. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Monica for hooking me up with that, hooking me up with that. And so that's just kind of talking about yeah, spaces. Round of applause on that man. That's oh. fire, man. So. Oh, thank you. I like a round of applause, man. It's gangster. Uh, so yeah, man, yeah, check me out for that, and that's where you can learn more. Then definitely look to do more entertainment courses uh, as that goes well for us man. this year, that's and it will. Not most hard. most definitely, man. We let's get up out of here, man. Yes. Don't forget, man. Street saying our podcast. Uh, you know how to find us. It's streets a a n d r mm -hmm. at everything. Mm -hmm. So just uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We on everything. Uh, you know where to find our podcast at. We on everything but Apple. Mm -hmm. We gonna get there. They got Apple fix, going. We, they got. And listen, there's some issues. I know. I hear I it every podcast. It's an issue. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on, it's but we gonna issues. try to get it fixed. <laughs> and it wasn't my fault. It's just something was going on. But uh, we gonna get there. Uh, but definitely hit the like button, the subscribe button, please. We need the support. Mm -hmm. uh, we appreciate the support. Hey, we uh, do. And real quick before we get out of here. Speaking on support. Uh -oh. We know y'all watching. Man. Yeah. I might not be subscribing, but we know y'all watching. Because yes. we got we got this we, this we, this weekend. They ran up on us. They ran up on us. We seen the podcast. <laughs> what's that shit y'all said? What's that shit y'all said? Johnny know we got a lot. You came alive. We have to that we have to that humility, man. Where's that monk buyback? It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was beautiful to get confronted by a beautiful. Beautiful lady. So hey. yeah. Shout out to them, man. But yeah, man. But y'all, I ain't seen y'all subscription. Awesome. Y'all gonna hit that subscribe, that like button, comment, and share, man. Please do, man. We we still on the road to our hundred, man. So we'll get you there. Let's get us there. Uh, this year with a hundred. Come on. Yeah. So we uh we appreciate it, man. We gonna get up out of here. This is Giddy Jicky with it. This is Johnny No Good. I see my name too. Oh, DJ. Yeah. <laughs> like this is my turn. DJ Ness, man. DJ Ness. Peace. Peace. The beats, the beats, the flow, the flow, the rhythm, the rhythm, the rhythm. All movement starts from the streets, streets, streets saying our podcast.